What is the difference between borderline personality disorder and bipolar? Hello everyone, welcome, welcome to Signpost for Living with Dr. Kirsten Hunter, Kristen Coggan. Hello gorgeous. Hello. We're back. We're back. This will We're be back, fun. baby. <laughs> I missed you. <laughs> we haven't done this for so long. I know, we just had such a backlog. Mm. And um, then I called you and you're like, yes. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, so as I was saying earlier in our little pre-chat, um, people say to me in session all the time, uh, I think they have bipolar or borderline borderline personality disorder, and and that's really weird to me because these two uh, disorders are completely different. Mm-hmm. And I thought, let's talk about that. Yeah, hmm. let's talk about um, borderline personality disorder first. Okay. So, do you know what personality disorders are? That's probably a start. I just assume it's a disorder with your personality. That's a really good <laughs> summary. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So, so, no, I don't know. Explain it to me. <laughs> no, actually, you're right. <laughs> We're laughing, but it's a sad laugh. So, um, the the world of psychology, psychiatry, we use this Bible called the DSM mm-hmm. in Australia and America, anyway. Um, Europe have a different crowd. They call it the ICD-10. And um, so, anyway, we have got. I'm telling you too much here, but it's important. Mm. So, we have got the DSM five. It's a current edition. Mm-hmm. When I went through my training, which might have been a while ago, mm-hmm. 22 years as a psychologist, mm-hmm. we had the DSM-4. Now, in the DSM-4, you have different axes. Axis 1 was all of the diagnoses that you would know about. Mm-hmm. Anxiety, depression, eating disorders, schizophrenia, you name it. And then there was Axis 2. And Axis 2 was personality disorders. Mm-hmm. And that would be narcissistic personality disorder, histrionic, etc. Mm-hmm. And one of them was borderline personality disorder. Okay. Hmm. So then we kick, kick through to the DSM-5 and um, we got rid of the axes. Okay. So the personality disorders are still clumped together but differently and I think uh, it's just good to think of them as a separate group. It's mm-hmm. a long way of saying that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so it's when you have a formation of your personality and you have these ongoing systemic problems where you just can't get it together. You know, in your own development, in your approach to life, in your approach to relationships. And it's it's a really um, systemic problem. You know what I mean? It's not just I'm having a bad day. No, it's something that's there all the time in everything. Mm, It's literally their personality. And, um, you know, it's really sad. It's extremely sad. So with borderline personality disorder... um, I would hate to have a group of psychologists in front of me and need to teach this because it's one of those things where when you work in the field for so long, you get a sense of it Mm -hmm. and you can read that in the person. And there's a lot of people who actually get the diagnosis when they go through the hospital system, but they don't actually have it. And that's because they've presented and they've been really distressed and erratic and they've done Mm self-harm. Okay. And so... It looks like they've got borderline personality disorder. Truth is, they actually do have a fully formed personality. They do have a sense of themselves. It's just they've also Mm self-harmed. So people with borderline personality are renowned for self-harm. Okay. You know, but as you might know, self-harm has become incredibly prevalent. Mm -hmm. And now that's by default educating us 
that it doesn't mean you have borderline personality okay. disorder. Yeah. So, um, uh, one person said it's a bit like within yourself, you're this empty tin and you're rattling around and you don't have substance. Mm. It's when the person just doesn't have a sense of themselves at all. Yeah. Um, they're really lost. It's this empty vehicle in who am I? And, and can't um, find their place. No, they can't find their person. And it's incredibly sad because, you know, when they come to a relationship, they don't have that foundation, that stability, and um, it, it makes relationships very difficult. So what they typically do is they start off clinging to the person mm. because I need you, you know. Um, I think well of you, so therefore I can feel, think well of myself. And... Oh, having breathing issues at the moment still stop still no 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 everyone do not worry about this <laughs> I'm, I'm she not, turns blue i promise <laughs> i don't know i'm having breathing issues i'm perfectly fine but anyway if you hear me breathy it's not that there's anything else happening. oh my god <laughs> let's keep going so um so um so yeah so they grab somebody and they they say okay you're with me so then they idolize them and okay. they really, really put them on a pedestal and they adore them. And then what happens is that person isn't perfect mm-hmm. um, or they, because they have a lot of emotionality and, you know, they have bad days and they can't deal with it, they have, have an absolute tendency of saying it's the partner's fault or the dear friend's fault. And then they can um, demonise and push them away and say, you're horrible, it's your fault. I'm hurting because of you. Mm-hmm. So they're very push-pull, they're very hot-cold, idolise, demonise. So that's not going to go well, you know, in a relationship. No. So, yeah. So they tend to have a lot of new relationships, they're fantastic, and then they crash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good at all. So borderline personality disorder, it's, it's a tricky one, it's super sad, and it's one of those ones where... In the world of psychology and psychiatry, I would love to come back in 100 years and find out what we found out mm-hmm. because, you know, scratching the surface. But it's really sad. Mm. And where does it come from? Well, it is absolutely, um, there's, there's a clear path that when people have a history of trauma that, um, you know, these people with borderline personality disorders tend to have a history of trauma. Mm. Um, is there always trauma? I don't know the answer to that. What's the connection? I think, and this is not my field of specialty, but, you know, developmental milestones as a baby are not met. Mm-hmm. You know, as a baby and a young child, we look to them and we say, hey, we celebrate who you are. Mm. And we give language around that. This is who you are and this is how we cel- This is what is unique about you. And... Um, emotional security, safety, and, yeah, I'm not too sure. Mm, okay. It's a whole field mm. that um, I can identify it clinically and I can work with them. As for understanding, um, you know, academically, mm. I'm not sure. Okay. So, yeah, it's really sad. Then we have got bipolar. Mm-hmm. And, and do you know anyone who's had bipolar? No, but I probably have and don't realise it. Mm. I've known quite a few people who come in and they say, you know, 
Um, I've got bipolar and I manage it, but let's just keep talking. Let's support me as I continue to manage it. And they function really well. Mm -hmm. You know, they've got their medication down. And, yeah, it's true. A lot of people don't know they've got it. Mm. So bipolar is famous for being manic and depressive. Mm -hmm. So there's three types. There's manic, depressive, then there's just manic, Mm -hmm. and then there's just depressive. Okay. Does that make sense? No, because by means two, and you've just told me three, so my brain's <laughs> spinning. But anyway. I've never thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> this so is why the two get mixed up, see, because... Well, they start with B. No, and you just said how they put the last one's push-pull in uh, a hot cold, so there's two... You know, let's get... let's. This is great. <laughs> That's <laughs> not how it works. So <laughs> let, let's talk about the different episodes first. So yes. manic... Is mm-hmm. when you do bizarre behaviour that's very impulsive mm-hmm. and um, it's out of character. Okay. So you might be really promiscuous. You might be spending in a way that's bizarre. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you might be buying something but you don't actually have any relevance to like it. Me buying a fishing rod. That would be that's, true. I don't go fishing. <laughs> I'm scared of what to do with a fish. <laughs> like, I don't mind fishing, but I don't want to, I don't want to kill anything. Such a city girl. Um you know, I think I think I told you earlier that um, you know I, I did know somebody who went and bought pianos and didn't play piano. Yes. Who went and bought lots of material and they they don't sew. Um, there can be lots of repetitive behaviour. Literally, I worked on a ward once and the person kept stacking and unstacking chairs. Okay. Um, so there's this real kind of like propulsion of activity that isn't actually directed, doesn't make sense, out of character. And it's from this whimsical thought in that moment, not a, not a fully formed thought at all. And um, we were talking else, earlier about delusions and mm-hmm. how this is different because delusions in schizophrenia and psychosis are fully formed um, belief systems mm-hmm. where, you know, it's like there's a whole story to it. Whereas with mania, it's more impulsive, yeah, and they might change each day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So that's manic. Um, and then we've got depressive. Now, mm-hmm. depressive might look like major depression because it's a, a period of, of behavioural deactivation. They, they're not eating. They're not well, caring to shower or dress, anything like that. Um, but they don't have a reason to be depressed. They just are. Mm-hmm. And so it's confusing. Um, are they having major depression or is it is it a depressive episode in bipolar? Mm-hmm. And we kind of work that out with medication. My understanding is that's with lithium. Mm-hmm. And if lithium helps, it means you've got bipolar. Mm-hmm. If lithium doesn't help, then it's um, probably major depressive. So there you go, a lot. So you can either have just the depressive mm. type of episode happening or you can type of bipolar. You can have the just the manic type of bipolar or you can have the manic and the depressive type of bipolar. But when you've got that, usually it's for sort of six months. So you might have six months of depressive, six months of bipolar, of, of manic. Mm-hmm. But everyone's different as well. Yeah. So it really is very different. It is. And exhausting. It would be. Mm. But you can medicate for bipolar and you can stabilise. Okay. So that's the good news. Yeah. That is good news. It's a bit tough though. It is. Oh, I'm just trying to absorb it all. Mm. Like, for example, I know one fellow and he um, once a year has got a manic episode um, and then he has little... that and The manic episode might go for about three months and um, the depressive, he might have like little blips of depressive through mm-hmm. the remainder of the year 
and that's his pattern, that's his cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas somebody else might have three months of, of manic, um, they travel really well. The next year, they might have three months of depressive. So okay. there's a lot of neutrality in between the episodes and you don't necessarily have them back-to-back. Okay. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Mm. They um, discovered lithium by uh, having lithium naturally occurring in certain parts of the world. Whoops. Understand Europe. Mm-hmm. And um, that area, they were not having much mani- mania. And so they thought, well, something's going on here. Something's in the water. Something literally <laughs> was in the water. Yeah. <laughs> And so they went with that and, um, and, and you know, wow. discovered what, how the, the, the wonders of lithium, which is still a tricky medication to juggle, mm-hmm. but nevertheless, I'm sure people who take it appreciate it. Mm. Interesting. It is very interesting. So um, with borderline, mm. is there any medication that can help with that? Good question. So basically with borderline, people will take something for anxiety or they'll take something for depression, um, but no, that's it. Mm. Because you can't, you can't take medication for personality. No. Yeah. So, so the, the treatment is psychology okay. because it's really about the person learning to emotionally regulate, learning to become aware of their thoughts and their emotions, learning to um, expand their sense of identity and their values, um, learning basic stuff, cause and effect. So choices. do they work out that there's something wrong with them or do they work it out because things people are telling them around them or doctors are uh, diagnosing or, or how, well, how do you know that you've got it? Well, it's, it, it's not subtle. Um, you know, usually they come to medical attention as teenagers or late, late teens, early 20s. Um, you know, there's a history of a lot of self-harm, suicidality and um, they're usually brought to the medical attention from... Uh, exasperated mm-hmm. family who were very distressed. Mm-hmm. So no, they they actually um, you know take up a lot of airtime in the hospital system mm-hmm. because they're not functioning. So if if someone's got borderline, could they one day wake up and go, maybe I've got borderline personality disorder and question it, or is it, or are they are they just not aware of it? Um, no, I think through the process of them seeking help, they hear this borderline personality disorder language. Mm-hmm. They read about it and they feel so relieved. <coughs> Excuse me. Yep. You're right. Because they they think, oh, my gosh, that's me. I'm not the only person. Mm. And then, you know, thank goodness these days there's so much, um, you know, opportunity out there, resources that they can reach for. So there's also support groups, you know. Mm. So, you know, I, I would say that's a area where people get early intervention mm. and it's just about finding the best intervention. Unfortunately... They can also find themselves in inpatient units with other people that are not good role models and they're very impressionable. So that can go badly, mm. you know. Um, so, yeah, it's tricky. Mm. It's very tricky. I would love to understand more about um, neurologically how uh, borderline personality disorder forms. I would love to know. But... Yeah, to my knowledge. I, I mean, honestly, if I went and researched anything, that would be it. Yeah, right. Mm, fascinating. Mm. Mm. So, and I think it's really important to understand that with borderline personality disorder, that you ha- can have intensive psychological intervention and you can you can improve. I don't know to what level, but you can improve. And I've seen that mm-hmm. well and truly. And that with um, bipolar, 
um, with medication, you well and truly can improve. You can stabilise. Mm-hmm. But people with bipolar, some people have insight, um, other people do not. So bipolar is more of a mood thing, isn't it, rather than... Yes. And one's a personality. Yes, yes. Mood, but manic is a whole new level mm. of mood. But yeah, it's, it, is, it is about mood, but it's more... Mm. Yeah. So there you go. Can, can you see why when people put them t- together, I kind of go... Urgh. No, because I think it's completely normal to put them together and Do try you? and work it out. Yeah, because I explained to you. One's push-pull and one says bye. There's two things. It's, this is... Okay. <laughs> I just thought it was... We're not all born be. with the intelligence and the insight that you were. So. I wasn't born. <laughs> but uh, I can see that there is a difference. It's interesting, hey? Yes, and they are not the same. They are not the same. Well, darling, thank you so much for coming no along and having a chat. Are you breathing still? I don't know. I You're don't not know. blue. I'm not blue and I'm not sickly, but sorry for the heavy breathing, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Rightio then. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Go for it. Go for it. Okay. So if you would like to find Kirsten elsewhere where she's not breathing heavy, <laughs> you can head to her webpage where there's some blogs, kirstenhunterauthor.com. Facebook, Kirsten Hunter Author. Instagram, Kirsten Hunter Author. Twitter, she's Kirsten Hunter AU. And her YouTube channel, Psych in Your Car, is on YouTube, obviously. And these podcasts are signposts for living with Dr. Kirsten Hunter. I appreciate you wrapping that up. No problems. Thank you, darling. (laughs) See you. Bye.